Welcome back to Shipwreck Sunday, where we investigate disasters at sea and the impact that they have on the world today. My name is Eleanor. Today we're doing something a little bit different for Titanic Month. I hope you all are enjoying. We are going to be reviewing the Titanic the Musical. If you guys have not heard of this musical, it did premiere in April 23rd of 1997. The book for the musical, if you didn't know, there's books for musicals, and then that's where all the story comes from. And then there's lyrics and music, and they're usually done by two different people. Sometimes it's done by the same person. So for Titanic the Musical, the book was by Peter Stone, and the lyrics and music are by Maury Yeston. So I saw this production at a local theater here in the town where I live, and I thought it was personally, if I were to give it an overall, I would say an 8.5 out of 10 or 4 out of 5 stars. It was a pretty dang good musical. I only had minor issues with it, but we're going to start with the positive and then we'll move into the negative. Something positive to start out with. The music was absolutely lovely. The Philharmonic that was playing the music for this was spot on. It really did feel very much like Titanic's vibe, that elegance, the decadence. It really did feel that. And also when it got into the sinking and when it got into the aftermath of it, it did feel very tragic and somber and sad. So it did a great job of setting the mood. And also they kind of had the music change, whether you were looking at a third class, second class, or first class perspective, and even with the crew. So it kind of prepared you mentally for which characters you were going to be interacting with based upon the music. The set design, though very simple, was fantastic. It was basically for my local theater. They had the curtains drawn in the very beginning, and they had Thomas Andrews, the actor who was playing Thomas Andrews, come out on stage and look at some plans, you know? And then once they started setting up that they were on the ship, they had this platform where in the middle it could have either they closed a door and it looked like boiler rooms or they would open the door and they could close it again and it looked like there was glass from the first class dining room and up above it they had a little deck area with a railing that they could put a helm on and the steering wheel so you could actually feel like that was the bridge and then they would have these two little balconies leading up there that could act as either you know like oh, this person is standing there and we're going to believe that they're at the first class smoking room while somebody else is on the floor of the stage and they're in the third class. And you would differentiate where you were because they had a little prompter, like a teleprompter almost, above the stage that would tell you, you know, April 12th, 1912, and we're on this part of the ship, you know, second class dining room or third class dining room, you know, something like that. And it would really set where you were supposed to be and you would know immediately okay it's this day in the voyage and here's where we are again i don't know if every single sh like showing of this musical is going to have that same experience but this is just what my local theater did and for the crow's nest they did something really creative up above the stage to the left and right side of it they had these sound stages where all the speakers and stuff are some of the lights are and they actually put somebody up there with a bell that was acting as a person in the crow's nest and i thought that was really cool because then they were looking over the crowd and it was almost like the crowd was sitting with the iceberg the actors all did a fantastic job they had lovely singing voices at least most of them did all of the characters were actual people and i felt like it was a pretty decent representation of them being that it was a musical so of course there is going to be dramatic takes on it and it's all in singing so you can't really get 
entirely the personality of people, but you can get tidbits of it. The costume design was something that really struck me, I really loved. They did a great job of emulating Edwardian period style for the third, first, and second class. And the crew all had these white star lined sweaters that looked like the ones the crew actually had. So I thought that was really awesome. They did a great job making the person who played Captain E.J. Smith actually look like Captain E.J. Smith, so that was appreciated for me. They also did a wonderful job of depicting the struggles between the first, second, and third class and showing where each of them fell. The first class didn't really have any struggles, quite frankly. They were well taken care of, including during the evacuation, they were seen as top priority. And it really showed how they had not really any worries. They were very well cared for very highly thought of. Even other passengers in other classes saw them almost as celebrities and as if it would be, you know, and it's like, oh, why can't we just rub shoulders with them? And I thought that that was an interesting take on it. The second class passengers especially kind of were interesting to me because they weren't quite third class, but they didn't feel as though they were equals with their first class compatriots. And back then they really weren't seen that way. So they saw themselves as lesser than, but they still looked down upon on the third class. And with your third class peeps, they were honestly thinking, you know, the two classes above us are unfairly treated better, and we should get similar treatment, or at least better than what we have. And they were all of them just wanting a better life for themselves, which I think is very true to most of the immigrants that were in the third class. They were just looking for a better life in America and hoping that Titanic would be able to take them there. With that being said, I do have some minor negatives here. Two of the actors that were playing the Strausses, they didn't have voices that to me sounded like they harmonized great together. And it's not a knock on them, really. It even could just be the way the music was written. It just didn't sound as harmonious as the rest of the musical did. The rest of the musical sounded perfect, and to me it sounded beautiful. There were some pitches that were slightly off to give a really haunting sound, and it would only do that for brief second just to really impact the listener and I so appreciate it when music does creative things like that so I really liked that. I think that was just the low part for me is that the Strausses didn't have the best harmonies but again that's just all a matter of opinion. And of course this musical was written and premiered in 1997 so some of the facts that were in it are wrong. There was a couple of times where they said they were you know like oh this room, like I think it was a smoking room, they said was on the wrong deck. And I was confused by that and I was like, that doesn't seem right. And then they also said that the victim count was much higher, which as we know now, it, it used to be 1,511, I think is what they said in the play. And now we know after researchers have gone back and confirmed everything that the actual victim count is 1,496 and the survivors are estimated at 705. So we know that that number has changed over the years. I mean, even when the accident happened, they drastically overestimated the amount of survivors and then they drastically overestimated the amount of victims. So I think it is normal for when you don't have, you know, like cameras and stuff on this, on these types of disasters like we do now like Costa Concordia was filmed so we know that only 32 people died in that one whereas with Titanic 
this happened 110 plus years ago, it's really hard to confirm how many people did or did not die back then based upon records because record keeping back in the 1910s wasn't always the best. Even if they did keep spotless records, we can't always read the handwriting from back then. It's faint, it's faded, some of the papers get lost in the shuffle and bustle of life, and so records are just incomplete, and we're always learning more things about Titanic. We're always learning new things, and we continue to learn new things. I don't think we're ever going to stop learning new things about all of these sinkings, even sinkings that aren't Titanic. We're going to constantly learn new things, so facts aren't always going to stay the same, and that's why I think it is important to take this play with a grain of salt, not to get worked up over the facts, because if you get worked up over the facts really easily, you can't really enjoy history, I think. History isn't always all about numbers. It's about what happened that's important. The sinking is what is important. Yes, the amount of people does matter, because you don't want to assume somebody died when they didn't, you don't want to assume somebody lived when they didn't. But in essence, we know that about 1,500 people died, and that's tragic, and that's the important part of the story, not the exact numbers game. So I think that's important to remember for even all sinkings, that yes, researchers sometimes are going to be wrong, and we're going to learn new things as time goes on. And it's important to go back and recognize these mistakes and change it. So I think that is a great part with the musical to look at is how we've far we've come with research is that things have changed. We have realized things that are different. But after that long rant about facts and researching and all that boring stuff, I bet you've already tuned out. But if you are still here, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying Titanic Month. I really enjoyed putting this together for you guys. Thank you so much. If you are listening on Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, or any other podcasting service, make sure you leave us a five-star review as it does help us reach more listeners like you. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to like, leave us a comment, and subscribe. really does help the channel out, so we really appreciate it. Tune in tomorrow, and we'll be reviewing A Night to Remember, probably one of the most factual accurate Titanic movies there is out there. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy Titanic Month. Have a wonderful day.